0: Hello everyone. It's just me here today, Danielle. I am uh, preparing for a fun topic here today is picky eating. Um, So I would love to see everyone's faces when I say that. It's it's a big topic. I think a lot of people or a lot of parents go through it as well. Um, So if you are frustrated um, by what to make for meals because you don't know what everyone will eat that day, or you are worried your kids aren't getting enough or good nutrition from the uh, foods that they're eating, this is definitely the episode for you. Um, So first we can start with a definition. So picky eating is the unwillingness to eat familiar foods or try new foods as well as strong food preferences. So in my experience with picky eating, strong food preferences is the food has to look a certain way every time. Um, So maybe it has to be the same brand of chicken nuggets, for example. Um, So that's um, one example of what strong food preferences would would mean. Um, So sometimes we think about picky eating, well, maybe it'll just go away. Um, and it can, it's a normal, um, developmental stage, um, that can happen around 12 to 18 months. Um, but sometimes it doesn't. And, um, today I think what we'll talk about a little is why it's important to address, um, and how it can go away. So the positive of that for sure. Um, so it is important because variety in food choices, um, gives us healthy bodies and makes it easier to stay healthy long term. So picky eating is most often in favor of some lower quality food choices. It can cause nutrition deficiencies such as iron deficiency, or it can cause GI issues such as constipation. Most often in picky eating, fruits or vegetables are um, lower. A lower intake of those obviously would be lower intake of vitamins and minerals, but also in fiber. So fiber is, uh, huge for our health in multiple ways, but it also helps with helping us feel satisfied. Um, long-term when you're not feeling satisfied, it can lead to late to weight gain. Um, and then when you're trying to lose weight, if you don't love all those fruits or vegetables that are low, low in calories and high in fiber to help you feel full, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. Um, so in my experience, picky eating doesn't cause, you know, childhood obesity for any, um, by any means, but it it can cause um, problems long-term if it's not addressed, not necessarily in obesity, but just overall good health. Um, so I think parents already know this. I, I get questions all the time of how how can I get my kids to eat these foods, um, and specifically fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables um, obviously come with a lot of vitamins and minerals, but we do want to take a little pressure off of of you guys, parents, um, because you know thinking about um, vegetables if they're struggling with their vegetables, they're getting similar vitamins and minerals in their fruits um, and other foods too. But still, it is important to think about picky eating and how we can address it. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that picky eating is common, but it doesn't mean it's benign. Um, And so let's take a look here. Um, First, one thing picky eating doesn't only affect the child. It does also ach- affect other me- members of the family. So to prevent food waste, right? Um, other me- members of the family will eat according to the picky eater. Um, and then that also can cause burnout for, um, the whole family. Um, if we're eating the same foods over and over again, and that can get old. So, I was really passionate about this topic a few years ago. I still love this topic um, by all means, but I was living and breathing it with with my own child. Um, So I read as much as I could. I practiced everything that I read. And now I almost forgot or forget at times um, that I struggled with it as a parent. Um, I am really proud of the foods that my kids eat. I I guess this is the time to brag cuz I never do but um they eat salmon and fruits and vegetables and you name it brown rice sweet potatoes um anything I eat they eat um and it's not just healthy food we eat everything we eat chicken fingers <laughs> so um yeah so it, it's um really exciting to tell you that it is possible to get on the other side where you can have less frustration, um, with picky eating. So like I said, picky eating can be a normal developmental stage around 12 to 18 months. And the reason that happens is you think about it, they're moving more walking and, um, it's kind of a protective, um, stage because who knows what they'll put in their mouth, um, when they're moving about, about more. Um, so Unfortunately, um, how parents respond to the picky eating, um, kind of determines how long it will last and parents are, it's always in good intentions. I, I, um, you know, you just want to make sure they're eating something. So sometimes we make different foods, right? Um, so if they're not going to eat this dinner, so I'll, I'll make them something they will eat. So they're not hungry. So obviously you're just trying to take care of your kids Um, so it's all with good intentions, but maybe we can learn something today together. So, um, if your kids are older, maybe, um, elementary school, middle school, they're not like babies. They're not starting at six months right now. Um, that's fine too. Um, this is applying for any stage, any age, um, under adolescence, adolescence, um, is when you can start teaching meal planning and prepping strategies. Um, so we can talk about that, but the picky eating that I'm going to talk about today is anything under adolescence all the way down to six months. Um, so, so, um, that's good news. I am going to share what works for me. And thankfully this is not a trick or tip, Um, this is something that's been studied internationally, recognized and developed by a dietitian and feeding specialist. And her name is Ellen Satter. You can go to her website. It's a really fantastic resource, tons of great information on there. Um, and I read it forwards and backwards. (laughs) So, um, the first goal is to help, i sorry. The first let's talk about, um, the goal. Okay. The, the goal of today is to help your picky eater become more adventurous. When I say adventurous, I just mean trying new foods. Um, so I don't mean trying weird foods or, um, they're gonna, the goal is to get them to eat foods that you eat. So you can all be eating the same meal as a family. Um, so that is the end goal so that you guys are all eating the same meal over time. Um, so one thing to Some expectations would be, it is not a quick fix. Um, This took me two years. And if you read Ellen Satter's website, that is how long it's supposed to take. (laughs) Um, She doesn't say two years exactly, but she says a long time. You have to be really, really patient. Um, And that patience is frustrating. So that's a great time to reach out to me because I know how it feels. And I wanted to give up multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, So you do have to be patient it is not a quick fix. Um, the next thing to expect is some more joy and freedom at the dinner table. So when I was going through this, I was just sad that he wasn't eating my foods that I worked so hard. I tried to feel like I tried it so hard to make it taste good and, um, was hoping that he would enjoy it. And, um, and then the freedom is like, I was so worried and, looking at his plate all the time and wondering if he's going to get enough, if he's going to be hungry. Um, So freedom for that type of worry. Um, Decreased frustration and saving time in meal planning will also come with this um, because the end goal is that we're all eating the same meals. Um, So we're not making multiple meals um, for the family at one for one night. Um, and then decrease stress. Like I said, is my kid getting enough? That's a that's a constant uh, worry I hear and one that I um, <laughs> worried about as well. So how we do this first is have family meals. Okay. So um, kids learn how to eat by watching you, even when they're older. So this is not just a six month old, um, even when they're eight and six, they're still looking at you if you are going to eat it. Okay. So if it's easy for you to eat it, they'll think it's easy for them to eat it. So they do have to watch you eat it. So eating together is very important. Um, I know that's with scheduling, that's hard to do. You can't do it every meal all, you know, all week long. Um, but as often as you can, having at least one adult, one care provider, um, uh, eating with the, ch- the children or the child. Um, the second goal is to have regular meals and snack times. Um, so what happens is, um, is we have snacks too close to meals. We're not going to be super hungry and then less receptive to those new foods. Um, so we do need hungry tummies. Um, and so trying to make sure there's a space between, um, when dinner will be, um, and when snack ended, um, so that there's a space. So the, um, dietitian and feeding specialist that I mentioned, Ellen Satter, she developed what's called division of responsibility Okay. And this is the biggest of the three things. So first is have family meals. Second is make sure you have regular meals and snack times. So we're snacking not too close to meals. And the third is the biggest one, the division of responsibilities. Um, So it gives a parent role and a child role. Um, So the parent's role is to decide what, when, and where, So what foods are going to be consumed, when they're going to be consumed and where they're going to be consumed. So what, once again, when we just need to be starting with any foods, we don't need to be worrying about if they're healthy foods. We just want to worry or not worry. We just want to provide the foods that you want to eat as a family um, and not worry if it's healthy or good choice or bad choice, things like that. So just um, the parent provides what, and then when, like I said, that's why um, there's got to be some kind of rules with the snacking. Um, And then where ideally we'd be at a table and without distractions, such as like TV or toys or books or screens or anything like that. Um, So that's the parent role. And the child role is determine if or how much. So if he or she will eat the food and how much of the food he or she will eat. Um, So what happens is if the child goes into the parent role or the parent goes into the child role, that's where the, the struggles and the negative consequences occur. And I experienced that. So parent going into the child role, that's the first one we're going to talk about. Um, if we say, try one bite, what that is, is pressure. Um, so the child feels that I'm, this must not be very good if my, my uh, mom or dad really wants me to eat it and is trying really hard to convince me to eat it. Um, so sometimes that pressure is really hard to detect. So I'm going to give you a few examples. Um, some of the pressure, it could seem really positive, like praising good job. You tried one bite or rewarding for one bite or playing games at the table to get them to eat something. Um, it could be negative things like you can't have dessert until you try one bite, or it could be begging (laughs) the child to have one bite. Um, it could seem like really good parenting, like have a no thank you bite or, um, making special food. I made this special, uh, cinnamon carrots for you or, um, and just encouraging them. Oh, you really like it. Try it, try it. You know? So, um, like I said, it's really hard to detect. And to be honest, I, Um, when I was struggling with this, I read her website and I was like, wow, I've done all of these wrong. (laughs) So don't feel bad when you, if you, if you currently are screwing up, I was there and you can, you can fix it. So not a problem. So, um, what I found is I, um, like to say, I kept it a secret to myself. If I made sure that he didn't know what I wanted him to eat, so basically it shows that I don't care at all what he eats okay um, that's when you have success okay and not the first time you have to show him and prove to him that his role is that he gets to decide if he eats it and you have to stand by that so you have to really 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 not care if he doesn't eat any of his carrots or any of his chicken or whatever it might be okay so you have to really keep it a secret what you want him to eat or her to eat, um, or just not pay attention and just really prove to him that his role is he gets to choose if he will eat it. Okay. Um, so if your child's old enough, you most certainly can, um, talk to them about this, um, role, this new role, um, that he has, or she has at the table. And then also describe your role as the parent, Um, because like I said, he can't, he or she can't go into your role. Um, so yeah, if your child is old enough to talk to them about this, that would be helpful. So they know, you know, what's coming. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, if they say, do I have to eat this now? No, you don't tell them they don't have to eat it. That's even, um, something you can do if they ask, um, so then, another way the parent goes into the chi- child role is by controlling portions. Um, so, this is also with good intentions, mom and dads out there. Um, we we really don't want our kids to be hungry in fifteen minutes because we're serving the dinner now, right? So, um, if we say, you know, can you please have one more bite of chicken, or can you please have one more um, scoop of peas, or whatever it might be. Um, <clears throat> that's not letting the child to suit decide how much. So what's that doing is, um, causing them to ignore their satiety cues or their fullness, um, signals. Um, so when they're ignoring that, um, a long, long, long term, they won't be able to recognize that. Right. Um, so they do need to, um, be able to know when they're feeling satisfied. The only, um, caveat to this one is distractions. So if your child is eating in front of the TV or with a tablet or with toys, they're gonna really struggle with knowing if they're satisfied. Um, and so, you know, that's 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 hard. I that's why I really recommend getting rid of those distractions at the table. Um, and I I know it's not doable all the time. Like for example, when you go to a restaurant, you see TVs all over the place. And my kids always come home and they're hungry <laughs> they were watching TV while they were eating. Um, but anyway, yeah. So trying to get rid of those distractions um, or like if something's exciting after dinner, like if it's possible, like for example, my kids might watch TV while I finish cleaning the dishes. Um, instead of them getting really excited about the TV, I'll say it's it doesn't start until this time. And so that way they'll have plenty of time to finish their meals and not be rushing through it. Um, But yeah, try your best with that. Um, But try definitely don't say one more bite of anything, let them decide how much and let them decide if they're going to eat the food or not. Um, And then how the child crosses into the parent role is by deciding um, what they're going to have for dinner. So if the child is deciding what they're going to have for breakfast or what they're having lunch or dinner, um, that's the child going into the parent role. So you can most certainly ask for meal ideas. I do that every week. Um, going to the grocery store guys, what do you want for meals this week? Um, so that's totally fine. But if you're right before a meal and you're saying, Graham, do you want a hot dog or a peanut butter and jelly? (laughs) That is, um, having him decide. Um, so it's a beautiful gift that we're giving them. They don't even know we're giving this gift of not having to think about what they're having for a meal. We, we have to do that as parents and it's can be exhausting. So just give that wonderful gift to them, even though they don't know that it's a a gift to them right now, they will soon. Um, so So those are the ways that we can cross into the parent role or cross into the child role. Um, So if we have any of those crossovers, then we can cause those negative consequences. Specifically with a parent going into the child role, what I experienced most was power struggles. Um, So like if I said to Carter, can you just try one bite of chicken? It was like, no. No. Okay. But if you have an adventurous eater already, like my other son, um, Graham, if I said, have one bite of chicken, he would do it like without even thinking he, he's not a picky eater. So if you don't have a picky eater, this, you know, some of these things might not apply. Um, But if you do, we do need to be pretty sensitive. As you can see, Um, we can't even celebrate when they eat one bite. Um, cause that's, that's perceived as pressure. Um, so, um, it, it'll be fun to see, um, transforms everything really. You get to eat the same meals together. Um, so it's, it's really amazing. Some things that you can do just get started. So how we do this start small. Like I said, don't worry about the foods that you're putting on the plate. Just put some food on the plate, um, start with meals and snack schedule. So the snacks aren't too close to the meals, um, have familiar foods on the plate. Obviously we don't want to serve them all foods that we know are not, they're not going to eat them. And then they are going to be really hungry. So at least have one familiar food on the plate. Um, and then be okay. If they only eat one food on the plate, I dealt with that for a long time and it is really hard. Um, so I know the pain um, and also be okay. If they don't eat anything at all, they're not going to starve. Um, they will be more hungry for the next meal. So you might have more success with the me- next meal, but if you don't, you know, just, just be, um, just trust me, <laughs> they won't starve. Um, if your child is underweight though, I do recommend consulting a dietitian such as myself and ways to keep the calories up in this process. Um, if your child is normal weight, they're not going to become underweight by starting this division of responsibility. Um, and if your child is old enough, like I said, do talk to them about their responsibilities and yours. Um, and, you know, talk about how you're a team and you're doing this together. You're going to have the same meals together and it's going to it's going to be enjoyable and um, they're not going on a diet at all together. That's not what this is at all. Um, and then stick with it long haul. It is so rewarding. I feel so much better. I, you know, like I said, I forget that I went through this. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, I'd love to help you along the way when it feels like you want to give up. Um, but it is so rewarding and it is possible to get over picky eating. Um, thank you so much for listening and contact me if there's anything I can do to help.